This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. And now, the new home of the Chicago Bears. We are live from the State Street Old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Welcome to Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah. On ESPN Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. <laughs> It's Black and Abdallah on a Thursday night. You just heard Bears Weekly with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. And we'll continue with the Bears conversation with you at 312-332-3776. The news today, Abdallah from Hallis Hall. The injury report that was released. DJ Moore with his ankle injury. He was limited today in practice. That's the good news. The bad news, Jaquan Brisker with his groin injury. He went backwards on the injury report. He did not practice today after being limited yesterday. This is big news, right? Yesterday, Yannick Ngakwe was ruled out for the rest of the season, placed on IR with his broken ankle. So he's not going to be there for the Bears this weekend against the Browns. But now this is something to be concerned about, something we'll have to keep our eyes on tomorrow. Brisker, one of the better top defensive players within the defensive unit. If he's not there, if Ngakwe's not there this weekend, that could be trouble for a defense that we've been raving about this week in the last month. Yeah, I will say that, uh, you know, like uh, like Matt Eberflus would say, well, it's an opportunity for other guys to step up. Obviously, you want to be as healthy as possible. But again, this is not a good offense. Like, I know that Joe Flacco has been playing well the past couple of weeks. They're still, like, 28th in the league in offense in DVOA. So... I'm not necessarily worried about that. I feel like the Bears defense has been solid enough, you know, with all the guys that have been healthy that have been out there. Stevenson or Brisker not being out there would be a uh, a, a problem, I think. Um, obviously, you know, Ngakwe is going to be out the whole rest of the season, so you've got to play the next four games without him and maybe a playoff game. Uh, <laughs> but right now, I think that it's more my focus is on how the Bears offense is going to operate against this Browns defense, which is also dealing with a bunch of injuries on their side as well. Yeah, I'd say the the reason why I point out and go to the defensive side first is because a lot of the good vibes in town over the last few weeks has been primarily built on the back of the defense. Yeah, the defense has finally come together. They're winning games. They're they're limiting high power offenses like the Lions last week in the second half, a shutout. They're playing great football. And, And, you know, specifically, uh, Brisker led the team in tackles against the Lions. Mm-hmm. He had 17 tackles. 13 of those were solo tackles. He also defended two passes. So, I mean, he was all over the place against the Lions. Without him back there, now you're relying on Eddie Jackson to lead the secondary group. Today, Eddie Jackson at Hallis Hall was saying that he's licking his chops with the idea of facing off against Joe Flacco because he knows Joe Flacco is going to put the ball in the air. That both, uh, I do like the confidence, but also I think scares a lot of Bears fans knowing that maybe Brisker won't be there and Eddie Jackson's your only line of defense in the secondary like that. Don't write checks you can't cash, man. Well, that's that, all I'm that, saying. That's why I wanted to point it out because I thought it was interesting that he, he's calling his shots on Joe Flacco. Let's not let Flacco get a day, okay? Yeah. Let's not let him beat the Bears on well, Sunday. Well, he's been playing well the last couple of weeks. He's thrown some interceptions, but for the most part, for a guy that hasn't played any football this year, he has been a backup the last couple of years. Like he's he's been playing well for, for them in his couple games. So I still think that this is a different type of defense, a different animal that they're going to face 
on Sunday, the Browns offense. And, you know, same with the Bears and the Browns defense. The Browns defense is the best in the NFL. Their offense is one of the worst. Yeah, I, I would say. And then the other thing I was thinking of with this defense is because they're finally coming together and playing their best football right now. Like, it sucks that we come off of the win against the Lions and the defense is leading the way and you remove a defensive end who gets after the quarterback. And there's a chance you could be without one of your better secondary players. Yeah. Right. So like that's where I love the momentum of what we've seen with the team to this point in the last couple of weeks. But it would suck for it to kind of all halt because now they're going to deal with a lot of injuries here. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's what I, I was thinking about with for sure. Fisker being uh, not practicing today. At well, and for the most part, they've been relatively healthy on that side of the football, right? Like yeah, for have. the most part. Yeah. And so you just kind of hope that they can, you know, the guys that uh, are going to step up, the, the, the backups and reserves and everything like that, that are going to get their opportunity here. And you just hope that they're able to stop this, uh, you know, this high-powered Browns offense that Joe Flacco's been leading. He's thrown for decent yardage and touchdowns. Like, he can throw. He can still make throws. He's still got a great NFL mind. He's still got arm strength. He can still make the throws. I just hope that because of his inability to move around, and re- they can actually they can shrink the pocket and get to him and generate pressure. Because if you do that, I think the Bears will be uh, be good and have a successful day. It's Black and Abdallah. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We'll talk with the Fat Jack next. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's Blank and Abdallah hanging out with you on a Thursday night. Let's get ready for the gambling weekend with the Fat Jack. Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. <laughs> For the best football picks, give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Here comes the money. Sign up on his site today. Go to FatJackSports.com or you can call 800-298-1383. Jack, how'd you do last weekend? Uh, you know, we could spend the whole segment on how I did last week. I mean, it, it's literally one of those weeks that if I could just bottle that and sell it, I mean, we could move to the moon and open our own, you know, orange store or something. Sell oranges. <laughs> um, I went, I mean, where do we begin? I was 20 and five last week overall. Uh, so since we talked last, 20, 20 and 5, and that's football and basketball. Sunday, I was 7 and 2. All the selections won. I lost a couple of opinions, 7 and 2 on Sunday. I won Monday night, so an 8 and 2 weekend in football. Uh, I had the Giants. And then I'm 4 and 1 this week. So you have the Giants, you're 3 and 1 in basketball. I, everybody's winning. Oh, by the way, Jordan Sherwood, who gets a lot of abuse from me at times, 4 and 0 and operation me. clean sweep. Yeah, and you, exactly, which he deserves every bit of it. Um, four no clean sweep in the UFC. Every, if you're not winning, and you're, I don't know what you're doing. It is impossible. It literally is impossible. So FatJackSports.com. Prices obviously go down as we get through the season, so you're getting a pretty good deal right now. And also, if you sign up through the college uh, championship game, you get the bowl analysis sheet for free. 
and that's a predicted final score on every single bowl game as of two days ago. Now, things will change. We'll have selections. We'll have opinions like we always do. But if you're in office pools or like to play more than just the top plays, this is an added free gift, free value, when you sign up to at least the uh, NCAA championship game or the Super Bowl or March Madness or the NBA Finals. Uh, basketball's on the 35-8 and eight run and was 2-0 and again yesterday. Uh, guys, it's just right now 100% dialed in. Everybody's winning, including myself. Go to FatJackSports.com if you're betting this weekend. Start winning. All right, let's start winning tonight. Thursday Night Football, Chargers and Raiders. The total's 34.5, Jack. I feel like that means that we're going to go under because I've been listening the past few weeks that you've been joining us. You are absolutely – your retention is immaculate. I mean, I'm loving the retention. You're exactly right. Forever, for a million reasons. Um, and then, by the way, you don't, the reason we don't bet the house on these things are because you will get games. That last week I, I gave that trend. Uh, totals under 37 yeah. have hit 81% of the time to the under over the last six years. This last week, they were a goose egg. Every one of them went over. There were three of them, I think, and they all went over. And so it doesn't mean they're always going to go under. But if you're looking to bet it before the game, you're certainly not going to try to predict which of these teams could muster up some offense. I don't want to bet on either of these uh, quarterbacks. And these, I don't want to bet on either of these teams, period. Under is by far the best play. They're both 10-3 and three to the under this season. Uh, the Chargers are 6-0 and oh to the under when they play AFC teams in the month of December. So when they get late in the season, they have enough film that they typically hold AFC teams down in December over the last six tries. Those have all gone under. Um, Las Vegas has gone under seven of eight home games and six of their last eight overall. So everybody, when they play losing teams. So everybody, every single trend says under. Don't bet the house. But, yeah, the better, the better and only play, in my opinion, is under under the total time. We finally hit the part of the NFL schedule where we will have games on Saturdays, and there's three of them this week. Let's start with the Vikings and the Bengals because the Bengals have been a surprising team in the last couple of weeks. They're at home. They're a favorite against the Vikings. How should we play this game? Yeah, does it all make you wonder who's assessing what talent? So we have some of these quarterbacks. I mean, Danny DeVito's kid, he's out lighting it up, brought the Giants back. We've got, you know, and of course, with what's going on in Cincinnati, and there's guys that can play, and, and nobody knows about it until somebody gets injured. And they have the other teams, they're running around with quarterbacks that they're paying millions of dollars to the stake. They can't yeah. throw it, you know, they couldn't throw it in the ocean. So I don't understand who's evaluating talent prior, with some of these teams prior to the draft because it seems like they do a better job. Generally speaking, on Saturday games, road teams cover the number. Uh, 62, 38, and 5 on these Saturday NFL games. That's 62% the road team will cover the number. So that's the Vikings, the Steelers, and the Broncos coming up on Saturday. Um, I, it's hard for me to walk up and play the Vikings. They're, they're now in trouble quarterback. They're having issues uh, protecting the ball. They're not scoring a bunch of points. Uh, but you're, getting that, you're not getting value with the Bengals. Who walks up and says, give me the Vikings in this spot? I mean, I think the Bengals at home, it's not a huge number. There's, there's a little bit of a red flag there. So I would take Minnesota just based on the information I don't know. But I'm not going to bet that game. That's, uh, yeah, it's one of the tougher ones to pick this weekend. I don't even want to watch the second game, the Steelers and the Colts. So I'm going to skip to the third game, the Broncos and the Lions. I know you don't like betting the Broncos. We've talked about that before. Another thing I remember uh, from listening to you the past few weeks, Jack, but I think this presents an opportunity here for the Broncos at plus four and a half against the Lions team that the Bears just beat. Or am I, you know, looking at this from a uh, results-oriented thing where I looked at the Bears and I'm like, well, the Bears beat them, so the Broncos can beat them. 
That's exactly what you're doing. It's recency bias. You yeah. saw something happen last week, and you're like, well, that's going to continue. I mean, that's if it was that easy, everybody just watch what happened last week and do it again this week, right? I mean, that's that's what the instinct is to do when you're gambling on anything. Is what I don't want to have to have retention from a month ago. I don't want to have to look at other information. I just want to be able to look at what I saw six days ago or five days ago and say, well, that, that makes sense. That's definitely going to happen again this week. The reality is is that Detroit, the one thing we know about Detroit under this coaching staff, and, and listen, they're sliding right now. They're not playing very well, or very good overall. They're not defending well in the secondary. But the one thing we know about this is that they will not quit on their coach. They will not quit on their situation. And I, I actually think there's some value with them because of how they played. Um, the Broncos, they're getting it done primarily against inferior or bad teams for the most part, and they're, they're really benefited from turnovers. So if the Lions go out and turn the ball over three times and the Broncos don't, they're gonna, Broncos are going to cover at least and probably win. Uh, but if you just – I think this is one of those circle the wagons. You get to these December, January games, you'll have these games where we've had a long season. Some of the teams need a little extra money. That sounds stupid, but they do. They need a little extra something to circle the wagons and say, we better get it done here, focus in a little bit more. And I think that you're going to get that out of the Lions here. I actually like them going away in that one. How should we handle this Bears game? The Bears are playing better. The Browns are going to start Joe Flacco. Last week he was good. He can't just be back and be good, right? Like this, this is an opportunity. I think that some of the talk here in town throughout the week, Jack, is that many people think the Bears have a real chance to win this game, and they have a chance here down the stretch run, the final four games, to try and make a playoff push. Do you think that's possible? Should we play the Bears on Sunday? How far have we come? The Chicago Bears fans, it's like, it's literally like watching General Hospital in real life. I mean, there are highs, there are lows, (laughs) they're done with the team, we're going to get the first pick, let's trade and fire everybody all the way to, you know what? It's 46 degrees and sunny outside. Let's go ahead and make the playoffs. I mean, let's do that. I mean, it's literally like you get all of it up there. I mean, I love it. The guys we're, we're one sure. we're one step away from dancing in the streets. That's that's where we're at at this moment. And one step away from throwing up in the streets. I mean, that's what I love about it. I mean, you're exiting the bar, and one of two things is going to happen. But nobody's yep. just going to walk home calmly. It's going to be one or the other. Um, yeah, here's the deal. I, I really like what Chicago's doing. You know, they've played really good defense since they made the trade for the defensive pass or a sweat. Um, and I think Cleveland, listen, I love what Flacco. Flacco wasn't just good last week. He was good two weeks ago, too, until literally about two minutes to play. And then he threw an interception, he threw another reception. I mean, he, he got really bad at the end, but he played pretty well before that. The Bears' defense is doing a lot right right now. They're doing a lot really well. Their five of the last six games have gone under the total. That's a good sign for Bears fans. You, listen, if you're, if you're holding teams down, you're not making Justin Fields go out and be Superman. And that's how you win games at this point in his career. You, cannot, you can't win in the 30s or the 40s unless you're in the 30s, and they're not. Because it, the minute you get him a predictable down in distances, it's the same thing with Jordan Love. There's a bunch of quarterbacks like that. When they play in the 20s or when they keep it close, they're fine. When they get out of that realm, they're in trouble. And I think the Bears are doing a lot right. Four of the last five games they've covered. Uh, Cleveland's also been good at home covering the number of covered six of the last seven. But I'm with you guys. Listen, I don't, I'm not drinking the, the playoff Kool-Aid just yet, but I definitely think that this is a spot where they can go and steal a win against a really good defense. Got to not turn the ball over. That's definitely number one against Cleveland. But they've got the pieces. They're rolling a little bit right now. And I would say this. Anybody out there that thinks that anybody doesn't want to win the game on the Chicago, like if you're like, well, you know what, I really want to lose so we can get Caleb Williams or we can do whatever. Nobody on that co- coaching staff and or players, 
want to, they're going to they're going to go do everything they can to win football games because they're playing for their jobs and their careers. The fans are the ones that talk about tanking. Fans want to talk about losing. There is a total separation between what a fan thinks might be good for an organization and what the players and coaches are going to do. So never, and, and then I'm going to repeat that when we get into these weeks where you have one team trying to make the playoffs and the other team has nothing to play for. Everybody loves that. In December or January, they're like, oh, that team's playing for a lot. That team's playing for nothing. It doesn't matter. It's a good way to lose a lot of money. Be very careful about putting your fan hat on when you're trying to pick winners. You mentioned Jordan Love. He looked good for a few weeks and then kind of came back to earth uh, last week on, or I guess earlier this week on Monday Night Football, and they are at home against the Bucks, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Is this an opportunity to grab the Packers uh, because of the recency bias of Jordan Love? You know, I'm I'm looking the other direction. If you're playing, if they're playing anybody that was flashy or consistently good on the other side, I would agree with you that there was some value. But who who I don't think most people know what Tampa Bay's doing. They know they have Baker Mayfield. They don't know how they're winning. They're, they're in the worst division in football. I mean, this this team is so irrelevant right now that I think that if you're going to bet the game, you're going to walk up and do what you guys are doing, saying. You're going to say, you know what? He's better than he showed. He's not as good as he was a few weeks ago, but he's better than he was last week and the week before maybe. Uh, but I think that what we're going to get out of Tampa is a team that doesn't wow anybody on film. Baker Mayfield is protecting the ball pretty well, and the Vikings haven't been real stingy taking it away. Tampa has covered six of their last seven on the road. This team actually plays better on the road than they do down in Tampa. Um, Green Bay's owned the series straight up for sure. They've won 15 of 17, but, of course, most of that was with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I think Jordan Love is a lot closer to where I thought he was two months ago than what he was when he was beating up on Detroit because they weren't defending anybody. Um, I had the Giants on Monday. I'm going to play against uh, the Giants. I'm going to play against Green Bay for at least this week and maybe one more time. Give me Tampa plus the point. You know, speaking of recency bias, last weekend the Jets had one of the more surprising wins from the from the weekend, and the Dolphins with a surprising loss at home on Monday Night Football. Is this one of those where Vegas is – trying to get us to bet on the Jets this weekend when in reality Miami is just such a better offensive team that they'll take care of business? You know, it, it, the Miami is a little bit of a riddle. We talked about this last week. I said that Dallas or Miami yeah. in about two or three weeks, that one of these two teams we were going to talk about as a playoff contender that might be able to win the Super Bowl, and the other we're going to say it's the same old team that can't beat good teams and beats up on bad teams. I mean, right now, I mean, the, the jury's still out because I actually like against Dallas this week. I think Buffalo beats Dallas this weekend. But this is the other, this is the spot. If they don't go and not only beat the, the Jets, but win comfortably, then they are certainly the front runner to be that team that we look and say, you know what? This team's flashy. They have great end zone dances. They're great against bad teams. But the Jets, if they get even, even competent play at quarterback, not even good play, their defense is good enough that they'll be able to keep them engaged. Now, the Jets do not play well in South Florida. Now, I'll tell you, I'm in South Florida right now. It is cold and rainy and windy, so the Jets will be fitting just fine. But by the by Sunday, probably more humidity, probably the sun will be out. That's not a good spot for them. They do not travel south well. If you're going to bet it, I would play Miami because I don't think the Jets have any way to come back if they get down. I don't. Listen, last week was great for New York City. I mean, anybody living in Manhattan or around there, you know, they get offensive player of the, of the week in both of their teams. Congratulations. They're not that team. They're somewhere between that team and the team with the butt fumble with Sanchez a few years ago. Somewhere <laughs> in the middle there. Um, probably not within 12 points or double digits of Miami. So I, if I'm going to play it, I'll go ahead and lay the number and play Miami. You mentioned the Cowboys and the Bills and where you're going in that game. I want to ask you about the total because 
the Cowboys defense is top five in DVOA and the Bills defense is top 15 in DVOA. Are you surprised this totals 50 and a half? I am, but I was I was surprised last week too. I had under and Dallas last week. They were both easy winners um, against um, Philadelphia. And but what made me a little nervous about the total in that game? By the way, you go to the results tab. You've out there listed. Go to the results tab. You'll see every single play from last week. They're posted there. You'll see Dallas. You'll see Dallas under. But the problem is, you're right. I mean that that total is a little high for me. And Buffalo is consistently under, especially at home. They do not give up a lot of points at home. They don't score a ton of points at home. Five and over the under, their last five at home. Five of their last six games overall have gone under. As you mentioned, Dallas has an incredible front four. The one thing you do as a Buffalo team is don't allow Josh Allen to beat you. So you don't have – the one time this last week that he rolled out, and I had Buffalo also against Kansas City, that he rolled out and just kind of, oh, I guess I'm going to throw it. It was right to a defensive back for Kansas City and his one big turnover the week. If they keep them out of that spot, they have a chance to beat a lot of teams, and they are they're they're swinging without a net right now. They can't lose again. So I actually like Buffalo here. I think the right team is favored, and I would play under the total. I would just it'd be a lighter play on the under for sure. But I'll tell you the other thing that leads you toward Buffalo in that game. You have teams in December and January. We get to start talking about about uh, uh, personalities of teams and what's going on with these lines. And when you have teams in December and January that have won 75% of their games or more. All right, so that's absolutely Dallas. Dallas 10-3, and three, that's more than 75%. And they're an underdog in, 20, in uh, December and January. That team, that Dallas in this spot against Buffalo, they cover their 15-27 and 27 against the spread. They cover 36% of the time. Vegas sometimes tells you where you need to go. And when you have a team like that, that is 10-3 versus a 7-6 and six team, Sirens should be going off if you're going to run to the window and play the Cowboys. The Bills are the right side, and I'm with you guys. I'll play under the total as well. Isn't that just the perfect, um, I guess, uh, way to look at the public uh, against you know those who know what they're doing type of thing? Not only is is Dallas a public team, but also because of the record, you know, the casual fan sees the two records: seven and six Bills against ten and three Cowboys. It seems obvious for the average fan, right? Yeah, he's got. If he's still betting right now with that formula, he has super deep pockets, and like, or or is like in love with his bookie, or something, because he's giving money away. If you're the type of guy that you go up and you bet just the best team with the best record, and you're right, America's team, as they call it in the south. If you're that guy, you're broke by now. You should be, uh, because that is the quickest way to go broke in the NFL. You're better off just t- telling yourself, you know what. I may may regret it a few times this year, but overall, if I go bet that exact type spot, I am going to lose in the National Football League. And just don't bet any of them and put that money back in your pocket because you're exactly right. This will be a, a, a Joe, pros versus Joes spot for sure. Um, and that most $50 players are going to play Dallas in that game. And they're going to play them, too, because they think Buffalo is overrated. Uh, they haven't been watching it. When Josh Allen doesn't turn over a bunch, uh, they are more than competitive against some of the best teams in the league is what they've been lately. The night game on Sunday, Ravens and Jaguars. Jaguars a three-and-a-half-point home dog. You know, Trevor Lawrence with the ankle injury looked okay in their last game. But the Ravens are one of the best teams in the NFL. What do you think of this one? Well, I went on the air in, in Knoxville. They think I'm an idiot right now because I, for some reason, I may have a tumor or something, was positive that Trevor Lawrence had a wrist injury. I was mixing up quarterbacks and said it like three times, so I felt like such an idiot. But you're right. He looked okay. Baltimore, again, they're my team. To, I just need to stay in the number one seed, so I'm gonna, I am gonna. would play them. I won't play this game because they are vulnerable right now. 
they're not as they're not going to win the Super Bowl at this rate. They're going to have to get hot at the right time. But I'm going to hedge out of it a bunch of times between for every game they play. I will definitely win money because uh, and this is the type of spot that they're almost they're most enticing you to play Baltimore in this. When Jacksonville six and one against the spread, their last seven in the series, they pr- typically handle. Uh, Baltimore pretty well. And just like I talked about in the Dolphins game, when these North teams travel south, especially if it heats up and it's supposed to by this weekend, gets a little more humid, it's a tougher trip than I think most people realize. Uh, certainly a lot tougher than teams going north out of the, out of the warm uh, weather. So I would, I would just a lean toward Jacksonville, but I'm pulling for Baltimore for sure. Jack, if our listeners go to your website and sign up today, what will they receive? Well, they're going to get transparency and honesty. Everything's posted and documented. You'll see we're four and one this week. We're twenty and five last week in football and basketball. Normally, I divide it up more. We were seven and two on Sunday. All the selections won on Sunday. All four of the selections, the opinions won also. We won Monday night with the Giants. We have plays going tonight. Everything is posted there. Everybody is deep, deep into profit. If you're betting the games and not signed up and losing, stop right now. Just go get signed up at least through the NCAA football championship game and preferably through the Super Bowl. It's less than $100 a week to do that. You're going to get the bowl analysis sheet for free. You're going to get consistent place to email to your text to your cell phone. You have to talk to anybody. And you're going to actually start building bankroll and winning betting on sports. Go to FatJackSports.com, sign up today, and win this weekend. Thank you, Jack. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Have Thanks, a great Jack. weekend. Bye, guys. Have a great week. See you soon. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Black Adam Abdallah. It's Black and Abdallah weeknight, 6 day, right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download the ESPN Chicago app. You can take us anywhere. And Abdallah, we take football very seriously. Extremely. Extremely serious about football, and that's why we go to our next guest, Chauncey, with his football picks. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdallah. You can listen to Chauncey every Saturday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. right here on ESPN 1000. It's Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and he's brought to you by Mobile Warming by FieldShare. Abdallah, if we look at the record to this point this season... What has Chauncey done to this point? Chauncey's 22 and 14. Woo, baby. I don't need to mention his record last week. That's neither here nor there. The the past is for cowards and losers. He's 22 and 14 on the year. How about that, Chauncey? 22 and 14. I know, but it should have been better. I got robbed by those, you know, the Bears. You know what? Don't pick against the Bears, Chauncey. How about that? Well, I I wouldn't this week. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Wouldn't this week at all, my friends. So, are, are you the only two guys that aren't sick in the station? Yeah, at the moment. Uh, apparently, yeah. yeah. We're good. We're good right we're now. We're hosting all day. Yeah, all day tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be on for 14 <laughs> hours straight. Blocking Abdal. I told him, I said, listen, if you, you got to call the fat right-hander in from the bullpen. I come in. 
<laughs> I, I would love that. That'd be great. But you know, they they don't. Apparently, they don't think I could do uh, you know general sports. But that's okay. You know, I mean, you, know, <laughs> that's you, okay. you yeah, just gotta show right. them the twenty-two and fourteen record, yeah. Chauncey. That's what you have to yeah, show Zetterman. You know, that's, that's right. Well, you know, I'm surprised he's not watching what I'm picking, so he can make more money. <laughs> Chauncey, <laughs> as we look at the picks for this week, Broncos, Lions. Who would win in a fight? Uh, Broncos and the Lions. Well, you know. We, we know what the Broncos are. We know they're fast animals, but they're still on the low end of the food chain. That's why their eyes are set on, more on the sides of their face. The Lions, they could jump better than them. They're going to grab them. What they like to do is when they pull an animal down, they like to go for the throat. They're gonna be, you're going to get a lot of penalties this week on uh, you know, headshots from them. So I'm going to have to go with Detroit. All right, Ooh, Lions with got the you Lions down. Again. Lions down. All right, our next matchup, Catbird. We're going Catbird for the next matchup, the Falcons and the Panthers. Falcons and the Panthers. Well, we all know what the Panthers can be like. And, you know, they are a good-sized animal, a lot of draw, draw strength. You know, but they once again, they're more – they will pick up something that weighs 400 pounds and drag it up a tree and come flying down out of the tree. But they they aren't great jumpers. And those Falcons, if they keep an aerial game, they're going to pull it off. Okay, so Falcon going Falcons pick Falcons, all right, all right. Falcons, all right. Ravens, mm-hmm. Jaguars. What would you cat pick? Bird, another cat, cat bird. bird, another cat bird. Well, <laughs> who's the smartest critter? I've kept saying for the last fifteen weeks in the out in the great outdoors. The Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens, and they're going to pull it off again. They're they're going to do it. Okay, all right, going, going Ravens in our final matchup Monday night. Two birds. Double bird. One stone. The Eagles and the Seahawks. But we all know, Chauncey, because we've been listening to you pick these games for a while, we have to go with the Ospreys for the, Osprey, the yeah. Seahawks. The Osprey. Well, you know, both are wide, you know, broad wing, you know, creatures. Uh, they're they're going to be great at shooting down a little bit and just hovering. If they can just hover, and this is where being one of those larger birds, they're able to beat a lot of the other teams. But if they can't do it this week, I mean, next Monday, it's going to wind up being Philadelphia. Okay, so They're you're going to go it up. You're so going, going with the Eagles. All right, so All the right. picks are Lions, Falcons, Ravens, Eagles are the picks. Chauncey, this Saturday morning, 6 a.m., what will you have on the program? I've got a great gentleman that's coming in from uh, uh, a charter service that is in uh, the St. Joe, uh, Michigan City area. And all winter long, they fish for steelhead salmon, which is a rainbow trout. And uh, they fish the rivers, and they, his boat has a nice big area that's heated and a lot of glass on it, so you can be comfortable. You could have your cocktails like you guys like, oh. and, you know, food and things like that. And then when you catch a fish, you walk out, catch a fish, get back inside and stay warm. Great, great, great charter service he's got there. And then uh, we're going to have on our friends from the uh, Forest Preserve District because uh, we're going to, even though we don't have ice, I want people to know what lakes are going to have ice. Mm. Uh, here, you know, when you do go ice fishing, these are the 14 lakes you can go on in Cook County Fort. All right, great information. We'll be listening, Chauncey. Thanks, Thanks Chauncey. Hey, if you need me, call the right hand, the fat okay. right hander in, okay? It's going to be you, you and Shay Norling uh, coming up uh, tomorrow in for Cap and Jay Hood, right? That sounds good to me. <laughs> Thanks, Chauncey. Thank you, Chauncey. There he is. Bye bye. Do you want winners? Johnson knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man 
who's raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdul. I think Chauncey would like to play some deal breakers. So I, I tell I you what, Chauncey, <laughs> you got to punt the Chargers right into the sun. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Chauncey's football picks are brought to you by Mobile Warming by FieldShare. And Abdallah, what can you do if you go to the website and order? Uh, go to FieldShare.com. Use promo code ESPN25. I got my FieldShare jacket right here. You can get 25% off this jacket. It's heated. It's down. It's great. It's awesome. Keeps you warm. Winter's coming. I know it's it's nice out today. It's beautiful outside today. It's been cold this week, But though. winter is going to get here. It's going to be in the teens. It's going to be sub-zero temperatures. Whether you're hiking, whether whether you're fishing like Chauncey, whether you're hunting, whether you work outdoors, they've got gloves, they've got jackets, they've got layers, they've got pants. They have got even have jackets for your dogs. We are the dog show here on ESPN Chicago. We are. So if you want to get your little pooch a, a coat so they stay warm during the winter, they have coats for dogs. Use promo code ESPN25 at checkout for uh, 25% off the entire website. That's fieldshear.com. And we are the dog show. That's correct. We are. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Thank you to Jack McGrath and Sean Graney for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. We'll return tomorrow night, 6 to 8. Friday night calls, all calls welcome. Brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. You'll hear it tomorrow night at 6 with Black and Abdallah. Right here on ESPN 1000. Abdal, also tomorrow is the Waddle and Sylvie holiday party. Hell yeah. That's right. It's at Bub City in Rosemont. So go on out, hang out with the guys, celebrate the festivities of the holiday parody song contest. You'll get the five finalists in person all performing there at Bub City. It should be a great time. It's always awesome. Uh, you and I used to produce that show. Yeah. I've been out to a few of these holiday parties. They're it fun. is fun. If you're in the area... Or you've got Friday afternoon off. It's the holidays. Take a half day. Yeah. Get out there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. You get to see some performances. Hang out with the guys. Bub it's City has great. great food. Oh, they've got such good food. Yeah, so such be, good food. It'll be a good time. Now, in the five finalists that will perform, uh, this next song will not be there. It was a top ten song, but it was not a top five finalist. Uh, it's the uh, song that we're partial uh, to enjoying. It's the uh, Black and Abdallah song. Okay. Uh, that, this now, song... Will not be performed tomorrow live. We don't do participation trophies. We are not. No. We don't give into the participation no, no. trophy we have, culture. We're a show that's about winners and losers. But can we can we we should give them. A trophy. Well, no. This is we just should a, give them a trophy from this, Black and Abdallah. This is a sh- this is a song that's just gonna follow along the the show. This is we're just gonna play this a lot. That that's how it's gonna All work. Right, that's fine. And Abdallah show is fun. I always get excited once the show has begun. The Black and Abdallah show is swell. 
though most of us don't like the callers all too well. Their weekly schedule isn't fair. It all depends if Greeny's there. The Black <laughs> and Abdallah show is rad. I once saw Blackout running. Wait, Abdallah's a dad? The Black and Abdallah show is great. They play your favorite song and give a zoo update. The Black and Abdallah show really rocks. If you look real close on Twitch, you can see their socks. They have an abundance of joy and zest. That Manfred soundbite really is the best. Corey. The Black and Abdallah show is sweet. Without a doubt, they are two guys I'd like to meet. Yurko probably farted in both of their seats. And Yurko's partner, Carmen, really likes women's feet. And did you know that Sylvie's wife once pooped in the sheets? Back to the Black and Abdallah show. It can't be beat. So going out tomorrow, hang out with Waddle and Sully. The holiday parody song contest concludes tomorrow at the holiday party. Bub City in Rosemont with Waddle and Sylvie from 2 to 6. I swear to God, if the Anik Ngakwe song doesn't win. That's the best song. I swear to God. That's the best we song. We don't have a vote. But that's my winner. That's the best song. That's this, my winner this year. That's the best song. My favorite is the Black and Abdallah one. Helmet yeah. sticker to uh, it's Jeffrey Pointexer who yeah. uh, put that Love song Jeffrey. together. So helmet sticker to him, and I would vote for the Ngakwe song yes, as well. I would. That's the one that I would put number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had a vote, you and I don't have a vote. We don't have votes. We could come up with our own rankings, like Waddle, uh, like Carmen like Yurko, Yurko. Want to. Well, that would be number one. One A, one B <laughs> is Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, we saw this earlier uh, today, December 14th, 1987. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they debuted on TV. Do you still hear the words? No. They just say Teenage Mutant Turtles over and over again. Something in the half shell, turtle power. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which one did you always want to be? You played. Um, you played Ninja Turtles. I like Leonardo. I liked. Uh, I like Donatello as well. Of course you did. Yeah, well, uh, it's very obvious who you would pick. I don't even have to. Everyone knows. Listening, you're a Michelangelo Duh. guy. I mean, come on, <laughs> I'm just here for the jokes and the pizza, man. Of course, that's exactly yeah, one hundred percent. Nunchucks were cool because, like, okay, like the size were cool, the swords were cool. They never use them. Well, right. And no one's getting stabbed. Aren't the size meant meant for defense? That's yeah. that's the thought. Is that Raphael is a hothead, so he has something that's defensive. Yes. Uh, it, where you know Leonardo is smart, right? He's yeah. like the leader of the group. He's so the he nerd. Has, he has the most dangerous weapon, he so the he stick. can. Yeah, and then Michelangelo with the nun- nunchucks, nunchucks, man. Yeah, party, dude. Uh, favorite c- cartoon ever? Teenage Mutant Turtles, hands down. That's why I still I know agree. all the words. To, I still know all the words to the theme song. I was putting it in. I still knew all the words. 
I uh, I was partial to Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck that? was great. That was good. Uh, Tailspin was a good cartoon Tailspin back in the awesome day. Tailspin was awesome, too. Uh, do you remember Bobby's World? Bobby's World was elite, <laughs> man. Elite. Yeah, Life with Louie, too. Life with Louie was with good. Louie Anderson right. is the voice. <laughs> <laughs> December 14th, 1987, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were released. What a great day. So there you go. Black and Abdallah, we'll talk to you tomorrow with Carmen and Yurko. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. Good morning, guys. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports.